Did you see what Skip Bayless said about the Dolphins' sixth pick? Don't care. The drop back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Welcome back to another episode of the Dropback Podcast. Whoa. I'm Sam Lewis and joined today by Matt Birds Peak. How's it going, Slewy? Joe Gostanzo. Mr. Enigmatic back in the building. How are we doing? <laughs> and Stan Wilson. We've got a new show, boys. Are oh, you absolute thief? <laughs> stole the news. <laughs> I stole the news. Go on, you can you can explain it. Yeah, so if you've listened to today's Britballing live stream, you'll know Yesterday's. That- Mate, I swear to God, if you're going to correct me as well as steal my news, you're not going to be on the live stream. Oh, <laughs> boo you. No, okay, but we are hosting a brand new NFL show on Britballing every Thursday, starting with this week, the NFL draft. We'll be doing a live mock draft. We've each split the teams up, and we're thoroughly looking forward to it, though. But mm. don't be afraid that that is going to interrupt your regular scheduling of drop back goodness, because... It's double the drop back. Oh, yeah. As well as our Thursday live stream, we'll be releasing that as a podcast every Friday, and we will have a second podcast on Tuesdays. It's a lot more drop back content, boys. Are we excited? We oh, love it. Cannot wait. So cannot pumped. wait. Boom. Honestly, yeah. And like the Brit Balling team are great guys to partner up with as well. Yeah. Solid. Solid group. Solid Good group. team. Big things Good to team. come. Boys. Yeah, so in our final podcast before we become live stream extraordinaires, we've got a little bit, I mean, a little bit more draft preview, if you can believe it. Oh my goodness. Mental. But we've done all the positions. Surely groups. we've milked the draft to death by now, Slew. Uh, we've got two more shows out of it. We can do a little bit more milking. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so let's turning attention to the draft. The first number one overall pick is pretty confirmed at this point. With Kyle Trask. Yes, exactly. Big man, Kyle Trask out of Florida. Shocker. No, they're going Trevor Lawrence. It seems that way for the last two years. Mm-hmm. The bigger question, though, is what the Jaguars do in their second pick of the draft, number 25 overall. That was a good question. That is a that very, is a good very good question. Because, look, I was doing this for, for a mock draft exercise of the day. We, Me and Matt appeared on the Grass Half Empty podcast. I go check that out, listen to the full mock draft. But the Jaguars have a sneaky good roster. Mm. They're not as bad as you think they would be, like, realistically. Once they've got Trevor in there, they've they've got a pretty decent O-line. They need to sort out the tackle position a bit, but the interior is pretty sorted. Once they sort out those tackle positions, they'll be pretty much ready to go. Cause... And also, if we look at the wide receivers' core as well, like they, they struggled when DJ Chark got injured, but now they just brought in Marvin Jones, who's coming yeah. off a great season with the um, Detroit Lions. Yeah. And, of course and they've got, got LaVisca Chenault as well, who is going to be a gadget go. player that He's Urban Meyer is going to love to move around. Yeah. So, yeah, so you mentioned the tackles. Is there going to be anyone worth picking available at that 25 pick? It all depends how the cards fall earlier on, because you never know, Tevin Jenkins could still be there, and he's definitely worth a flutter. I'd like Tevin Jenkins at 25, potentially uh, Vera Tucker, if you do play him at tackle uh, as well. I don't think the other top three guys are going to be there. I mean, I've got Jenkins over Darasol, but... Darasol looks more NFL. Yeah, he's probably going to go earlier than 25, to yeah. be honest, and mm. the left tackle position is valued more highly, generally speaking, anyway. Is there a chance they get lucky and he falls? Or would no. they really have to tr- probably trade back up for him? No chance. I, I think I think when you've got guys like Rashawn Slater and Panacea who are going to go like within the top... 12 picks or something like that. I I'd encourage don't... a slide, I think, from on the O-line, won't it, when we see those two go, because I think they'll go soon. Yeah. Especially as there are, yeah, there are three like quality left tackles at the top of this draft in Seor, Slater, and Darasaur. Like, mm. You've changed your tune since we had our... I don't like Darasaur <laughs> like much, like a lot. I don't like him anywhere near to the same level, but he's a, he's a, he's a quality guy. He's pretty just... I don't like his work, work rate, and I don't think he's very polished. But when you're that big of a human, like you're gonna, you're not gonna ha- have too much trouble. Like realistically, he, I don't think you can't move a fucking fridge, mate. Yeah, can't move a fridge. 
And to be fair, I don't know why we're slating Stanford for this. It shows growth. It shows improvement. We don't want one of them Stephen A. Smith one that sticks with his opinion on a guy just forever. If if Stan watches more tape, is confident with Darasaur. I'd still take Jenkins above him. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with my rankings, but I don't hate Darasaur. I just don't like him as much as as the other guys. That's all it is. But I agree. He looks more NFL ready than um, uh, Jenkins does. And I'll happily admit that. Pretty much any tackle prospect that falls to 25, they could take bar maybe the the round two talents when we start talking about Walker Little or anything like that. I yeah. think if they're, if everyone else is gone, including Jenkins, including Vera Tucker by that point, then you've got to start looking at uh, just best player available to be honest. Or yeah. trading out. Or trading out and, and getting more draft capital in, in the second or third if you can. But I don't know. I don't know. I think they could go safety there as well. Like you got like guys like Trevon Merrick, um, Richie Grant yeah. as well. They need like just a staple safety. They can. It's kind of a free hit, isn't it? Really, as well. Like the yeah. thing is, you've got to question how much you're going to be able to trade back when teams know you've got another pick six picks later anyway. True. Yeah. So there's gonna you're not really probably going to be able to gain a whole lot for moving back. But you never know if there's a team sort of around that wants to get back into the end of the second round to take a guy. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of good, like, high-level um, wide receivers later on in this draft. That the second round is going to be fall. absolutely loaded. Yeah, the end of the first and the start of the second, you can still pick up your guy at wide receiver, I think, honestly. And there will be a lot of teams willing to sort of move move in to, yeah. to grab one of those. Yeah, that's just the knock-on effect of this stacked QB and tackle class, really, is that everything else just sort of comes into place just a bit later on, so... They're going to be some absolute steals yeah. in this draft. I could see them in the top of the second round taking Pat Fryermuth or however you say his name. Fryermuth yeah. from uh, Penn State is the the second highest uh, tight end on a lot of people's boards. Yeah, and they do need they they would they need a guy that's just sort of a safety valve for for Trevor early on yeah. as yeah. well. I think Tyler Eifert yeah. was okay last year, but not consistent enough. Really, and you can't trust him to stay healthy. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's a reason the Bengals ditched him. Joe, you mentioned that maybe it goes down to best player available. Who would you, a couple of guys you think that could be in that situation? Oh, mate. Honestly, um, it depends how it, it falls, really. I could see pretty much any. I feel like they could possibly take a corner if one of the corners falls. Mm-hmm. which could potentially happen. I, I think people are underselling a lot um, how teams feel about Caleb Farley's injury concerns. And if Caleb Farley might be available at 25, why wouldn't you take him? Like we said, he's one of the, the top guys this year. Uh, other than that, outside of any offensive line help, you could maybe just see some other, uh, anything that best player available to help uh, Trevor Lawrence I think just any sort of weapon I'm not going to go down the list and say all. The, I don't think they'll go receiver just realistically looking at the receivers they have right now they're pretty stacked at that position yeah not with either could they go for maybe a Zayvon Collins at linebacker I, know that I was just be... thinking that maybe linebacker's the way to go actually because I mean they've we've seen them lose a fair few pieces on that defense over the last sort of two three years could be a chance to rebuild I don't think linebacker's the place to go because you've got Joe Sherbert in the middle. You've got Miles Jack at weak side. Strong side, you've got Leon Jacobs who had a pretty good season, like underrated season last year. True. Like, yeah. Maybe really... go edge then. Um, yeah, no. Josh that's, Allen's that's... pretty good and then what, yeah, you... go somewhere uh, go oh, on the no. other side. That reminds me. That's where I was going because I knew I had a name in my head here. Levi Onzerike on the interior. Their nose tackle right now is Devon Hamilton. I think Levi Onzerike would be an instant upgrade there. Every down guy... If Barmore goes first, he'll be there. If Onzerika goes first, Barmore will be there. So either way, you can get yourself a quality tackle, night no, defensive tackle to plug and play straight away in there. That's probably yeah, that's what I'd true. do. But then again, you've got like your safety room's really weak. They've got Rudy Ford, who was like a practice squad surfer for the Cardinals for a few years. You've got Andrew Wingard as well at free safety. So that stands out to me. It might have to be safety, yeah. Yeah, glaring weakness. Yeah. They could Andre Cisco. No, not I'm joking. I could see (laughs) potential reach, or maybe in the top of the second, taking Elijah Molden if uh, Murray is gone by the time. Yeah, I really like that. You go, yeah, whack Molden in at strong safety. Devon Holland. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
honestly prefer Mould as, as a prospect. Yeah, I agree. Nice. Same here. So if all those options are available, what would you go with? Best, 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 best case scenario. Tackle. Oh, but they're not going to have. No, no, I... those those top three aren't there. Is Jenkins the best realistic option? If yeah, it... I'd take. Yeah, take Tim Jenkins, Jenkins over. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because yeah. the, the right tackle is the position they need to improve. Because they've got Cam Robinson on the left. It's um, Jawan Taylor right, right on the right they need to sort of fix realistically. Yeah, maybe they can they yeah. can learn from what the Bengals did last year in terms of take a, take a quarterback number one overall and then not protect him and watch him, his legs shatter. Like maybe this time they'll actually take yeah. some O-line help for him. Yeah, if you're picking in the first again, like you might as well. Or could they trade up? Perhaps... Trade back up into the first. Yeah, with the top of the second. Yeah. It's weird you say may as well take someone at the end of the first round because usually what you see there is that someone's like, oh yeah, we'll just take take a fly on the best running back in the draft. But they don't oh, even need, they don't even need that. No, no they, they don't. Got, They've got James Robinson. Called Jim Robinson. Jimmy. Good. Jimmy. He good. He very good. I mean, they could go for like a backup guy to rotate with him, but because they're they're, they're second. The point? Bit the of first. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. Like. Like they've got so many holes. Taking a backup running back is. I disagree with you. I disagree with you on the fact they've got so many holes. Like realistically, the safety position worries me. Um, Interior Interior defensive defensive line. I think that offense. Offensive line. Let me freeze. Offensive tackle. They've got enough holes that it doesn't warrant taking a backup running back in the first round. You should never take. You should never take a backup running back in the first round. Obviously, ever. Should you ever take a backup in the first round unless you guys are about to retire or be run out of contracts? And that is why the Corner. Falcons shouldn't take Trey Lance. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm What's picking it? for him. So That's a different see. kettle of fish. That is a whole different kettle of fish. All right. So, I mean, this kind of came up last week when we were talking about cornerback prospects between whether you take someone for their upside or whether you take someone for their a really high floor in the first round. Mm. Which of these guys that are probably going to be first-round picks, would you say are the safest, have the highest floors? Ooh, so the safest guys, the guys you think they're going to just going to succeed no matter what and you can bank all your money on them. Yeah, like they may not ignite the world, they may not be all pros, but they will be decent level, high-level starters. Yeah, I'm okay. guessing we're, we're taking Trevor Lawrence's red at this yeah, point, I right? Because that'd be silly. Off the lift is just an yeah, I, I don't really want to include quarterbacks in this because nah, okay. they basically okay. never are anyway. They're so dependent on where they end up. Exactly. Right. That's fair All enough. Right. Yeah. Okay. Patrick Sertain. He's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be a solid good yeah. NFL player. I'm with you there. He's gonna be in the NFL. He's gonna have a long career. I'm with you there. Boom. All right. Fair enough. Jeremiah Abusu Karamara. That's a bit more of a risk though, I think. I, I love him, but I would say that's slightly more of a risk just because we He's got seen the what... highest floor out of yeah. any of the linebackers no, here. No, no. He can do anything. I think he's got a high floor, but I think it's he's he's more of a risk purely because the fact we've never seen a linebacker his size before. Darius but, Leonard is literally his size. <laughs> the same measurables, exactly. Oh, screw it then. Yeah, Joe, I love him. Put put Joe, yeah, put him there. Safe pick. Thanks, mate. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, I really like. I think he's pretty much safe. Do you? Yeah, Elijah yeah. Vera, yeah, you can slide in between. If he fails at tackle, stick him at guard, vice versa. I would say the same for Landon Dickerson. I think he's like he's got mm. potential to instantly be like an all-pro guy, but it's just the injuries. That's the only concern. But then that is that comes into the fact that yeah. we talk about safest picks. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What about what, Rashawn what? Slater? Yes, 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 yes. Mm. Yeah. That, that's honestly, like, I think he's good. I, I think he will be great. Tackle. I don't. I don't think he's fail-proof. He's he, a starter for ten years in the league. Yeah, I don't think there's any way that he busts. You don't think there's any way that he busts? Right. Think. Think about it this way. So, you might not. You might not like him and think he's going to be a perennial all-pro. But I can I promise you that he will He'll not bust. You, yeah, you look at the quality of tackle in the NFL as well. Like it's much lower than any any other position. You, so let's go look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are you saying Jawan Taylor? He's better than him, and Jawan Taylor's a starting tackle. Yeah, well, he's projected better than him. Yeah. Mm. I, the, whether you well, like him, whether the you thing like is, him as do, a top does guy where yeah. he's where he's drafted does that play a part? Like, are you expecting more more of him if he ends up in the top ten than say if he fell to fifteen? I'd take him top ten because he's going to be there. He's going to be your franchise tackle or franchise. No, what guard I'm saying is the expectation years. of a floor, what the minimum you expect from them, is that higher if they yeah, go I earlier? So. I, I think, think so. In, apart from with quarterbacks, because quarterbacks, you're always going to want to take more of a gamble because there's a premium on it. But yeah, if you're picking top ten, you don't want to be taking a risk, and that's that's why I personally was a bit 
slightly opposing the Isaiah Simmons pick from the Cardinals last year. I was hoping for like Jedrick Wills personally or like um, Tristan Wirfs as they were higher floor guys for me. To be fair, yeah. like tackles have at the highest rate of having their fifth year option extended. Obviously, that's not a tackle premium. Be, be all and end all of they're all great, but it does seem that it's easier to judge those as other positions. Yeah, yeah I think some yeah. Of, so much of it does come down to frame as well with it. Like we look at Darisol, you might not like his technique and I quite frankly don't. But you look at his frame, he's built for the NFL. He's completely built for the NFL. So he's a big man. He is. He'll be a, again, he'll be a starting left tackle for the next I don't know how many years, but there you go. Yeah. I've got a guy here that's who's basically just solid, high motor guy, plays with speed, strength. Is it Joe? Is it Joseph Asai? It's Joe Costanzo. No, there it's not, is. it's Quitty Pay. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. To be fair. I don't think he's do necessarily like going to pick up double-digit sacks every year, but he strikes yeah. me as sort of a Brandon Graham guy. He'll be good yeah. against the line. He'll get home. He'll get pressure on the quarterback. I don't know if he'll ever be an All-Pro, but he'll, he'll always have, be. He'll good. have a solid career. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he'll mean. get that much pressure on the quarterback, to be honest. But I do really like him in the run game. He's a solid anchor in the run game, and I yeah. think he can just step in and. Yeah, I think I think, on, I think we'll that. be surprised at how well he does rushing the quarterback. Once there's not three guys trying to block him every game, every snap. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. And like I said, the stuff he's doing, especially in the run game, where he was allowed to do more with Michigan, uh, he's obviously a very coachable guy. So I think he's mm. he's got very high picking things up. Yeah. Yeah. When we were doing our edge rusher, um, <laughs> edge rusher episode, you in particular, Joe, were very high on how well he read the run game. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a squeezy boy, which I think is something that is going to be hugely useful early on. This is a guy that I think that Matt you slated when you saw him on my notes pre-show, <laughs> which is Kyle Pitts. <laughs> it, hmm. I just I don't know if he's a, the safe bet. I wouldn't I, say safe. I think you he's going to be such a I'm dominant weapon. I you need a mind. half decent offensive mind, and you're going to be able to take advantage of matchups. Yeah, yeah. look at Darren Waller. He's literally Darren Waller, but better. Yeah, but. Look at the history of tight ends being drafted early in the first round and tell me anything. There isn't I think any. The di- I, th- I think the difference is that he's not a pure tight end, that you're not having him put his hand in the dirt and block half the time. You've got to use him as a weapon. There's never been a tight end like Pitts coming out of college. Like, If you could take him or Darren Waller, I would take Kyle Pitts. And d- we've already seen how successful Darren Waller's been in this wow, league. Wow, that, I mean, well, can we yeah, just but stop Darren Waller's in big. the league right yeah. now. And I'll take Pitts. If they're both good. in the draft right now, I'm taking Kyle Pitts. I think that's wow. outrageous. I think that's outrageous. Slew, I think you me. are. Slew. I think it is a bit outrageous. To be Slew, Slew's had to back himself into just sipping his drink it's and playing dumb. Put your water down and back me. It's tea, actually. Yorkshire gold. <laughs> Doesn't exist. I don't know if I take him over Waller. I think that's <laughs> it's a bold claim. But I think it'd be a tight decision. I don't like the transition. His pro comparison is Darren Waller, for fuck's sake. It's hard to separate what we've already seen in the NFL. Exactly. I know. It's, it, yeah. <sighs> that's the thing as well with tight ends. How often have we seen tight ends take but a while to adjust to the league as well? I think that's because they're being asked to do so much. You're just asking Kyle Pitts to take advantage of his receiving skills. That you, You're not going to have him stick his hand in the dirt. It's a waste it's of time. It's not going to be a TJ Hawkinson type, a bit of a versatile guy. In that case, he may not pan out immediately if you're on an offensive scheme that's an antiquated system where it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go twelve right. personnel and run the ball on first and second down every single time just because we were that's the way we were told growing up. I don't so maybe it's not hundred percent safe. I think if he lands on a team with a smart coordinator, he's gonna do fantastic. No. Can I play devil's advocate here and, and piggy piggyback off something that Stan said? I think oh, it was God, we last go. week or maybe the week before last about about players that you draft because they can do one thing very well and are going to play half the snaps as a result. Because you were talking about, I think it was... That's very true. Is he Zodolari? No, you're you talking were about talking... Barmore. No, oh, I think, yeah, it, Barmore, I think yeah. it, was, it was Barmore and you were talking about he's a good player, but if you're only going to have him on the field for 50% of the snaps, it's is it worth It's completely different. If you're going to tell, say that Carl Pitts... Completely If you're different. going to tell Carl yeah, Pitts so, that he's not going to be I used mean, in the blocking exactly. game whatsoever... You can do it if asked for. I think that's a completely uh, different kettle of fish. Like to comparing a defensive tackle who's only a three, who's literally going to play just as a pass rushing type and probably be taken out on rundowns like he was at Bama, compared to a guy like Kyle Pitts who offers you every. Who's only going to be played game. on on passing he downs can still and block, be taken though. out of rush. You don't ask Darren Waller to be to be blocking half the time. 
Exactly. I mean, again, it, it, it obviously I'm, the good like, devil's I'm just, advocate I'm just is a very well made thing. I don't, I don't think it is. I think that's, I'm a good it's, little. It's thing. a bad comparison. It's the exact same scenario. It's not it's the exact same. The exact it's same. not the. It's not the exact same because you take so you've Bar. Got a right, you take Barmore who's... out because he can't stop the run. Kyle Pitts can block. He... People exaggerate how oh, he's a bad blocker. It's just, just not his so strength. It's he not block. It's... He's a competent, willing blocker, and he's probably one that he's better than he's willing other to do it. Yeah, no, no, he's definitely willing to do it. I'm not saying he's not willing to block. He can do it well. He's, he's average. Right, I feel good about this. I've managed to get Stan wound up. Congratulations, Matt. I hope you're proud of yourself now. <laughs> Are there any more safe guys other than Stan blowing his casket as someone, one of his prospects not being universally loved? JC Horn? No. Two PI handsy. I've got one. But hang on, we can just go. <laughs> right, when you say right. Caleb Farley, I'm going to slap you. Uh, no. Through <laughs> <laughs> the screen. No, the guy I would say, he's not got the highest ceiling, but I think he's got a very high floor. Rashad Bateman. Is, Nick Bolton. Okay, I like that. I'm gonna put that. I like it. Hand I like it. Do you understand okay. what I'm getting at? Yes, um, Matt, do you want to use your exact same devil advocate thing again now? Yes, yeah, so if I just to play devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna get us so annoying. Every time I make yeah. a point. Well, oh, here's the question: we, the top, the um, conversation was safest first round picks. Is he a first round pick? Yeah. No. Do you think you'll go? In the, do you think we'll go in the first round? I like I've got a first round grade in him. I don't know if he'll go there, but I think he should be. Okay, I think he's good. Like he's solid as well. He's a safe. He's a, got a solid floor. I yeah. doubt. I've got my doubts that he will go in the first round. To be honest, yeah, he's, he's shown. The the second. I, I don't think he's going to improve much more than to the level he currently is in terms of athleticism. But Dan, how can you have someone as a first round pick that's only going to be on the field for half the snaps? He's not going to be on the field for half the snaps. He'll be a starting out. He'll be a starting linebacker in the NFL. Yeah, to be fair, I think Nick Bolton will generally be on the field for quite a lot. He might. He's not going to be. Oh my God! Look at this play that Nick Bolton made. But he'll be a solid NFL linebacker. For no, be, look at this fucking guy flying around tackling everyone. Yeah, yeah. he's slow but Maybe. quick at the same time. How is this? He's not even slow. Why do people like everyone? He's not the because fastest. all the fucking all the linebackers are running like four three forties, and now suddenly somebody runs a four. Yeah, five. but those, those are Penn State four three forties though. They're not real. I love the yeah, expectation of like everyone's got to be super rapid now because it's draft season. And then when you actually look in the NFL and look at the times that people have come out with, players that you say play fast have got slow 40 times. Yeah, Nick Bolton, he he, he reads the game mentally fast. So it sort of it makes up for his la lack of like game wrecking speed. Like It's exactly, yeah, it's exactly what we were saying about my, uh, Micah Parsons in that. Yeah, you can be fast, but if you don't, don't know, know to don't go. have the play recognition, you're not going to be in the right place. So you have to use that speed. Whereas Nick Bolton has the play recognition to know where he needs to be, so he doesn't need to be yeah. as fast as these other guys. And he gets downhill really quickly. I didn't realize he was mm. slow until I saw his forty time. To be honest with you, he's got mind pace. Yes, mind pace. Is freak out if you keep calling four five slow. <laughs> mind pace that is my new favourite phrase is that, is that going to be our, draw, our, our own um, draft cliche now he's got mind pace get that on a fucking t-shirt hey. he's got mind pace that's a good t-shirt actually that is a good t-shirt or a mug or a mug yeah let's get something okay he did run a 4-7 to be fair but that is not quick. you know what not sure it's, it's not. you'll need a lot of mind pace to make up for that is that a 2021 4-7 so it's a 4-8 so no one actually Ooh. saw it happen <laughs> So it's actually like a five. Five. <laughs> Let's move on to D tackle. Yeah. Uh, Case closed. Case closed. End of the day, Nick Bolton is good, and I think we can all agree he's going to be a safe, solid star in the NFL. Yes. Yes. Boom. Agreed. We've been talking a lot about the receivers. Who would you say the safest receiver is in the draft? Mm. Mr. Jamar Chase. Simple yeah, as. just because we already know he can catch in traffic and he does a it big all. fucking bully. He's just cool. He's a very cool guy. Um, yeah, just plug him in. Plug him in and play him. Plug him, play him. It's simple as that. You don't even need to read into that much. That much, to be honest with you. I do really like Jalen Waddle as well. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's. My got... issue is how many fucking undersized fast guys have we seen fail? They're I know he's got a bit now. more thickness, but yeah, he's thicker he... than Devonta Smith. Yeah, yeah, and but he's he's, just, he's like a thick Jakeem Grant. But he's better than Jakeem. He's Grant. much better. Yeah, than Jakeem, but yeah. That no, is I, so mean, harsh. no I, I mean, as in stature, not as in talent. He's way better than Jakeem. I love Jakeem Grant. What do you mean he's a quick Jakeem Grant? The only thing Jakeem Grant has is speed. He's a one-trick pony. Thick. 
He's a fun trick. Um, I, I like Jalen Waddle, but it, I, I I don't know if there's there's I think the league's, league's a bit oversaturated with small fast blokes. I want some fucking play to a high level. Who cares? It's cyclical, isn't it? It's going to get to the point where you're just going to be enormous and you're just going to batter all these tiny, quick corners. Yeah. Mm. I also think not enough people are really rating Rashad Bateman for like how good he plays on tape. I love Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman yeah, is great. great. Yeah. Also, sad. Hey, you so when we did the wide receiver um, episode as well, you so undersold his route running ability. He's Dude. fucking sick at route running. I can see. Okay, fair. I, I watched a couple of his games from this year and I wasn't too impressed with them. Also, he injured. No, he played it. He played this year. No, I know he played injured and then he opted out. Ah, that's what they all say. Every time I hear his name, I think of American Psycho, and that's a great film. And so he'll be a great receiver. I, yeah, it is. I think Bateman's all right, but there are guy there. I think any other year I would consider him a first round guy, but I think there are Ooh. six. There are six guys better than him. I've gone with my fourth, but we've done. We've done our. Yeah. You, you can go check, look at the you can go check it out. It's on our Instagram yeah. at the drop back. Have a gander. Tell us what you think. Comment below. Well, all that sort of good stuff. We're not doing all the work for you. Go check oh, it out. Oh, do we think all these wide receivers are going to go single digit numbers because they're not going to have to play in 1.5 million to have their numbers changed? That's a bit stupid, oh, yeah. isn't it, really? I'm not sure why the NFL right. have done that. It's a can bit I just, fast. Just, just on this as well. So, you know how they've got to buy the entire inventory of their, their jersey stock? They have to buy yeah. it at the retail price as well, yeah, not even the production the costs. That's why it's 1.5 million. Why are we saying not even the production costs? They shouldn't have to buy it at all. I semi get the the production cost thing. If you were just doing the production, no. But from an NFL standpoint, the NFL made makes right. so much fucking money. Yeah, I know. It's still a business. They'll though. sell all the new jerseys. Yeah, but if you've got if you've got a whole fucking warehouse full of Dalvin Cook jerseys, saying thirty, and do you not think charity. that all the, all these people, oh, yeah. all these people that have Dalvin Cook thirty three jerseys, aren't going to go out and buy Dalvin Cook? It's a fucking business, Slew. They want to save pennies. If they cared that much, they wouldn't print all the Super Bowl jerseys the day before and have. Yeah, but that's on a much that's on a much smaller scale, though. You've got like a fifty-four man roster compared to thousands and thousands and thousands of Dalvin Cook jerseys. (laughs) It's like a Packers fan's nightmare. Who's going to buy these jerseys this year if all these people can just change next year anyway? Yeah, it's that you're gonna have the know. same thing from a fan perspective, but just. I a mean, year personally, they're over. They're overpriced as hell, anyway. So. Yeah, that's why we buy all our stuff vintage. National Vintage League. Oh, yeah. What cheeky plug that was, Joe. The Co- other, vin- the yeah. other vintage stores are available. Now, they're also pretty sick. I got a nice little Michigan jacket from there. Mvella dope. All right, so moving on, we all agree that the NFL are greedy scumbags. Yep. Mm-hmm. But. Yep. Fun to watch, though. Fun, fun to watch, absolutely. Okay, best players not to be drafted in the first round. These aren't like the guys that we think are going to be amazing and sort of sleeper picks. The guys that are going to just missed out, but probably would deserve to be first round picks. Mr. Williams from North Carolina. Yeah, I've got any of those, like ETN, Williams, maybe yeah. Michael Carter, whichever one doesn't go in the first round. Oh, Williams is miles above Carter, I think. Yeah, Williams is definitely above Carter. It's, it's not even close. Fine. Yeah. I did preface it with maybe. Absolutely not, Carter. I've been told that I'm wrong. You are Either wrong. ETN or Williams, both probably talent-wise deserve to be first-round picks. It's probably unlikely that they will be. Yeah. It's just the thing with running backs in the first round because like every team now knows you can basically... One running back will go at the end of the first and then you can, get, you can pick up a running back in the second or third and you know, that'll be fine. Like, you've got your guy who's probably going to be able to start. So, yeah, Williams in other drafts could have been, you know, a mid-first-round pick if we were in 2007, but we're not anymore. So, that's life, unfortunately. Wake up, Williams. It's 2021. Must sting, Joe, to know you're never going to be a first-round pick. Yeah, man. I mean, I've declared three years in a row and have yet to be drafted, so I don't know (laughs) what's going on. Mate, it's the undervaluing of the running back position. Yeah. yeah, it must be. It must be. I've got um, potentially Elijah Moore. I could see him potentially dropping out of the first in a lot of people's yeah. mocks. Um, yeah, I think he's. I think he's a great fucking receiver. More of a slot guy, but I really like him in the slot. I think that's I like basically what everyone said about Justin Jefferson last year. And look at him. Yeah, I like Moore. I like that they're running back Davis. He good. I can't remember his first name. 
he's not just missing the first though, right? Like he's probably further on. You might not even be a second round pick, right? Nah, Davis um, is good, man. Like who do you mean? Davis, linebacker. Oh, linebacker. I thought you oh, said, linebacker. I thought you said I, running back. I swear yeah. you said running back. You said you running back. Davis. Yeah, Jamin Davis. Which, Jamin Davis, yes. Yeah, Jamin enough. Davis from Kentucky, but he's going to go like third or fourth. I don't no. think he'll go that high. No, he won't go third or fourth. Uh, he'll go way higher. I've gone similar. I, I went with Jabril Cox. I just don't think... I mean, I think he's yeah, awesome in coverage, Cox. but I don't think he's quite good enough yet in the run game. Jam- Jamin Davis will be a first or second round pick. Yeah, I, I don't I think he'll be a second favourite. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Davis. Well, well, who was it? One of you had a, had him as your second as well. I did. Yeah, I had him as my second, oh, my, my second linebacker. I, I, I don't think teams are as high on him personally from what I've seen so far. But I, I quite like him. I think he'll be solid. Maybe a split screen, mate. Maybe he was going to go number four overall to the um, Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons. Potentially Nick Bolton if he slides out of the first. I think. Yeah, he's, I don't think he will. I think the Browns will take one. him. The Browns should take him. And there's I a think... lot of deep, there's a lot of sort of linebackers around this back end of the first, top end of the second level. He's fair. literally exactly yeah, what they second, need. It's like, third, like it's perfect. Mean. It's it's too perfect. It's like the fit. Yeah, Elijah Molden also, like yeah. I said, top of the second. He's he's, he's the best really tackler in the draft. Um, I'm really high on Diami Brown, wide receiver out of North Carolina. You he, do love a bit of Diami Brown. I love Diami Brown. I am. Was my th- I think I'm in my yeah he's my fourth top receiver in this draft. Absolutely love him. He's just a big, tall, track star kind of athlete. Great route runner as well. Great hands. Just everything you could look for in a wide receiver. But no one's talking about him because he basically ran a limited route tree in college. But he can in DK be- Metcalf. Yeah, exactly, but DK yeah. Metcalf was six foot four and a runner historically <laughs> fast forty. I mean, I'm not saying I don't like Diami <laughs> Brown, but it's not comparable. DK Metcalf could beat up the sun. I'm not comparing Metcalf and Diamond Brown. I love Diamond Brown in his own right. I wasn't saying you were, Stan. Don't worry. That wasn't aimed okay. at you. Okay, thank you. I got off scared um, there. What do you guys <laughs> think getting of Kadarius Tony as well on the wide receiver front? I'm unsure about Kadarius Tony. Best route runner in the draft. What? Really? Yeah. Nah, nah. Not as a route runner. Yeah. Best, route, be best route runner in the draft. Best, potentially best wide receiver with the ball in his hands. Best route yes. runner in the draft. I'd say. No, he's not. He's what not. are you I talking about, man? explain him and Smith are on pretty much the same level are you are mad they, I'm not mad I'm not mad I'm being deadly serious with you Kadarius Tony is a baller Ugh, I'm not saying he's enough. not a baller but route running is not his forte his, his route running is probably forte. the biggest weak, weak, his not biggest his weakness. weakness in my opinion really? he looked really raw when I saw him on tape I think he's really a... sharp Like the, he, all the slot routes he can run really efficiently you like I, I would rather take Amari yeah, Rogers over him for route running alone. Yeah, I would. Yeah, or, I, I like, love Amari Rogers. To be fair, I w- he's a great route runner. Amari Rogers would probably be like my eight or something like that. He's a good player. He's not yeah, just he's, missing he's out the first round though. There's, there's yeah. too many guys. Ahead. Yeah, no, Rogers will be like late second. Thing I like most about Tony, to be honest, is that when he has the ball in his hands, he fucking makes people miss and yeah. breaks tackles. He's, um, he's just a Shanahan scheme guy, isn't he? Yeah, he'll, he'll be like the next Brandon Ayuk. Little tidbit for you. Yes. It's 43 broken tackles across 120 catches he's had. Oh, dang. Nice. Um, where does that About rank? In the wide time. receivers. Very no, high for him, no. Well, without context, Joe, you, is it a stat or is it just research, a number? Mate. What about the guy that you mentioned earlier, Joe, could go to the Jags at the end of the first round? Um, Pat Framuth out of Penn State. He's basically just a yeah. solid guy. I think he's got a reasonably he's high nice fella. He's, he's boring. boring. But I mean, he's just if solid. you're picking him up at the second round, that's a pretty decent yeah. tight end. Yeah. I'd prefer Mr. Tremble, personally. Only because he's really? called Tommy Tremble. Yeah, I'd argue that tight ends are uh, quite a dull group to try and evaluate anyway coming this, out of this the draft. Unless, bad. unless it's like a Carl Pitts where you're like, okay, that guy's just a baller. Yeah, like. Th- this I've, tight end I've got another baller at tight end that we could talk about after. Oh, is this your random guy from like nowhere university? Have you heard, have you watched any of him yet? No, I saw him when I was making the graphic for the um, tight end post. I saw him. I was like, "What is what is Slew on about?" And All right, we'll get to him later. I'm excited any, to hear this pitch then. Any any more good guys out that's probably going to be second round? Obviously, there were good guys in the second round, but who um, in another think... year would deserve to be a first rounder? Joe Tryon out of Washington. Like as far as mm. like, everyone. Everyone loves, well, the media scouts have previously raved about Greg Rousseau for being this big, 
tool, uses leverage well, stuff like that. Joe Tryon is everything that they big up Greg Russo to be, pretty much. Like that that's what I see when I see him on film. It's like, oh, Greg Russo should be able to do this. Greg Russo should be able to do this. Like he's got exactly the same frame as him, pretty much. He's about six five, pretty he- like not as heavy as Russo, I don't think. But he plays faster, plays strong, really, really high motor guy. And that's that's one thing he definitely has over Russo as well. Yeah. He's not just missing out on the first though. Try I think he like I think he'll be a mid-second, early-second guy. Mm, think he'll be Do you more think he would third. ever deserve to be a first-round pick, though? Yeah, I think he's got the... The thing with what makes it quite hard to evaluate pro- prospects in Washington is they do really weird things on defense. So, for example, like Elijah <laughs> Molden, he was like... They, they run, like, three-man fronts and just weird little stuff like that that you don't really see as much at the pro, pro level. But, yeah, Elijah Molden, because of the amount of, like, nickel stuff they run, he ended up as, like, a nickel corner... They end up there. Yeah, they just do weird stuff, which met, which can distort production numbers. But yeah, Joe Tryon's built for the NFL. On the edge front, you could also say Ronnie Perkins. I um, think he's more of a he's more of a, a ceiling guy, like high ceiling, low floor. I think. Yeah, but we're saying best players. We're not saying floor or ceiling at this point. We're just saying you yeah, know I, what they could be. And I think Ronnie Perkins in a lot of drafts. I mean, he he was very good in both run and pass rushing run defense and pass rushing in 2020 um yeah he's like been starting since his freshman year he's got better every year this past year he got significantly better um it's just the limited snaps that would probably see him fall out of the first uh to be honest and i could see him in other drafts going late first round you guys want to hear about my ultimate sleeper tight end then? No. I really want to hear about your ultimate um, sleeper tight end. Is this your draft it, it, crush? It's one, of, it's one of my several draft yeah. crushes, I'm not going to lie. He's, he's a D1 player, but he's FCS, so... Yeah, first of all, only ever recruited as a punter. How, how, <laughs> can you just preface this by telling us how you found out about him in the first place? He's a I, fucking tight end. I can't remember who, but someone posted a, a clip on Twitter of a video of him just doing an absolute madness doing a madness like doing just a little madness. highlight clip so i tried to find a bit more could only mm. find to be fair i can only find highlights because it's difficult to find central missouri film <laughs> so, so you're telling me he's made your top five tight end list just off oh, highlight tape yeah but so first of all because i'm not ex- and not especially enamored with that tight end class oh, anyway. i've lost all respect for you there Can't i don't care mate didn't have any in the first place <laughs> carry on was a punter is six foot seven what he stands wow. imagine being six foot seven is rapid Oh no! How's he's, got that he's got that on yeah. me. He's got Imagine that on me. Check out that. First, he played tight end, did nothing before, then 894 yards, 15 touchdowns. Easy. In 15 a... touchdowns. 15 touchdowns. Right? Can we just remember how long the FCS season is as well, though? They've got like and a five... has a career punting average of 42.4 yards with 56 percent inside the 20 yard line. Imagine get you a man who can do both. <laughs> We've never seen a dual threat like this before. Imagine an actual fucking tight end that punts for the team as well. That would be sick. That would be so sick. You could line him up as a punter and then just run infinite fakes. And then sometimes he'll punt it and teams will be like, oh, fuck. I mean, obviously he's got a ridiculous catch radius because that's what happens when he's six foot seven. Indeed. The fact that he's quick and can run away from linebackers as well. I mean, he's sick. Granted, yes, FCF linebackers, but you still get people like Jabril Cox playing the FCS. So Jabril. Jabril. I know. I think he he'll be a he probably won't be a starter. Give me his name. Oh, Zach Davidson. It's Zach, Zach Davidson, oh. tight end, Central Missouri. When you hear that called day three, that team's gonna get an absolute sleeper. I love that. I love nice. that so much. I d- I didn't realize how much I needed a tight end slash punter in my life. There you Yo, go. Yeah, but you wish Matt Hattack hadn't signed that deal now, don't you? Fuck, we've been hoodwinked. You know, you know what you know what you really need, mate. What you need a part-time rapper. Slash <laughs> boss. boss man fat, aka Kelvin <laughs> Joseph, out of Kentucky. Oh god! I watched go. more film on him, boys. After I got, after I watched about an hour and a half, and I was really hyped up on him. I watched more, and yeah. I fucking love him. I'm glad Honestly. you're high on him too. Like I thought I was going to be the only one who had him as like a top oh, corner. I love that. All this I character concern bullshit aside, he's possibly going to go in the fourth or the fifth. He won't go and... fourth or fifth. No chance. What, Absolutely too high, too no high. chance. No, no, no. Yes. He'll be, he'll Tyreek be se- went in the fucking fifth, mate. Second round. No, but this guy... No, second round. He's, he's not going second round. I'll put a sandwich on that. 
Love that. Get the sandwiches in. This is my second sandwich bet today, so I'll go for it. What's your first sandwich bet today? First sandwich bet was with um with Adam on um the Britboard stream. Brit I bet show. he said that Zach Wilson won't be the starter for the for the um Jets after two seasons, and I put a sandwich on it. Ooh, tasty! Put my money where my mouth is. Put your sandwich where your anyway, mouth is. Anyway, yeah. Boss man fat, high football IQ. That's very obvious. High rap, IQ, check. high rap IQ. High rap IQ. Rap IQ. You know, there's some work to be done there. If you start thinking as a rapper, does he yeah. make it? He's not the got bars. <laughs> does he make it to any major Wager festivals? he gets undrafted, mate. Is that, a red, is that <laughs> a red flag then that he cares this much about rap and is bad at it? <laughs> if he yeah, was Antonio good. Brown still won a fucking Super Bowl, mate. Lev bad as well. That's true. Yeah, they'll fucking do it. So anyway, um, yeah, his in phase play, you know, when, you know, ball's in the air, he's got. He's mm-hmm. got great awareness to know like where the receiver is, got a hand on the shoulder, always looking back to actually pick the ball off. And he fucking picks the ball off all the time. He looks for interceptions, he undercuts routes all the fucking time. You've used you like just follow around your best receiver. You've dropped about like seven I don't give F-bombs. a shit. <laughs> he can follow your best receiver all day. He doesn't shy away from contact, makes tackles all over the field. He's not a particularly big hit- hitter, he's but cool. he's a well well formed tackler. He's got a great understanding of what routes receivers are running. And honestly, I don't know. Like, the only thing holding him back is those potential character issues. And I could give less of a shit if he's going to cover. <laughs> I love it. I cover whoever the it. fuck you put on him. Like, I love this guy. He's my draft crush. I love your love of him. That, yeah. is, that is big. Stan, it's your draft crush, Zach Wilson. Uh, you can't pick Zach Wilson. No, I love Zach Wilson, but draft crush. I think he's too mainstream. I think that's a bit too mainstream. I've got a um, too well, the second overall pick. <laughs> too mainstream, yeah. yeah. No, no, that's too that's too mainstream for me. This is why Stan isn't picking number one on Thursday, by the way. Yeah, I do <laughs> want to pick number one because I, I don't want to cause too much. Yeah, I don't want to cause too much controversy on the first stream. Um, I got a couple of my guys in this class. One of them is a fullback. What? It's a fullback, yeah. You heard me right. How many teams Still. use a fullback? Exactly right. This guy, he's he's lined up at D-tackle as well, but I, I think he'd line up as more of like a H-back kind of guy in the NFL. Zach Davidson can also do H-back if you're just wondering if you need an H-back and a punter. I wasn't like, wondering, ahead, but thank you very much. Um, bench, <laughs> yeah, but he's six foot seven, mate. <laughs> bench Mason, University of Michigan, absolute monster. Oh, that's an amazing His fucking name, name, is name bench. for a fullback. Oh, no. He's not called Bench. No, no, his name his name is Ben Mason, but his nickname is Bench. He's uh, like he's the king okay. of the weight room. He's an nice. absolute freak. Like, couple of seasons ago, before we got this new, bu- yeah, before we got, before we got this new bullshit scheme in, every single time, fourth and two, third and two, doesn't matter. You land up in the I form, you give the ball to um, Mason, and it's a first down every single time. He can do it out of the backfield, super high motor, aggressive. He just loves football. He absolutely <laughs> loves football. This guy. Same. Is he a coach's kid? I don't know. Real tough no, he seems he seems too aggressive and like just angry to do that. He might even he might not even get drafted, but I just I just love this guy. Uh, I, I respect that. I've got a lot of respect. Uh, yeah, for fullbacks that. don't often get drafted, do they? Do we see any? They're usually prior, priority free agents, aren't they? Or Mr. Irrelevant yeah. candidates. Yeah, right, Matt. Who have you got? We'll go back to your second one in a moment, Stan. I don't. I'm. I struggle with this one because I don't really know. I like him, but I really don't want my team to draft him. So does that count as a crush? No, yeah. absolutely not. No, but but I what? really like him. He's so fun to watch, but I just don't Why want Why do you not want your team to draft he's him? He's mental. He's absolutely <laughs> mental. <laughs> oh, I know who this is. Yeah, it's Cisco. it's Cisco, the, the fucking safety. He's <laughs> so fun to watch, but you have no idea what he's going to do. He just, he just makes up his mind and then just fucking runs full speed to whatever he, he thinks he's seen. And sometimes it's an absolutely it. ridiculously good read, and he makes. He's a bit like a toddler on Skittles, isn't he? Oh, he's mental, mate. But that's what I mean. Like, it would be so stressful, but so entertaining to have him on your football team because half the time he'll make sick plays, and half the time he'll just be like, "You're nowhere. You're on the wrong side of the pitch, mate." Well, so hey. he's kind of like a bad boy. If if, yeah. you, if you're talking, he's in a crash bad, boy. bad boy in. <laughs> What in coverage? Yes, he's a, he's a very well. No, he's a bad boy. Free safety. If, we, if, we, if we're talking about crushes, he's like you know you know he's bad for you, but he's good. Boy, can you not he, let him go? <laughs> to- all those toxic relationships. 
yeah, yeah. It, it would hunt. It would be a very toxic relationship. But he would. Okay. But he's, uh, he's. He would drive fun. you absolutely nuts. You yeah. can. Those are that. some of the best ones, mate. I've got two okay. more draft crushes that I want to bring up. Is that okay? No. Pick I've one. got one more as well. I've got another one. Pick your best one, and then we'll see what we're. My best one, or most con- con- most controversial. I'll go. The one you love, mate. I don't know. I'm torn between the two of them, really. All right, same both. Yeah. Right, so the first one is Mr. Tamorian Terry from Florida State University. Plagued with an awful quarterback situation and injury this year. And a silly name. No, leave him alone. Scary Terry. <laughs> that's that's in use. Dumb, yes, mate. well, this they'll have to re, re, um, replace the name on Tamorian Terry because he's even scarier than the other one. <laughs> he's big, fast, great runner, runner, great hands. Exactly the same words I've just used to describe Darmy Brown, pretty much. But I think we know you've got a type, Stan. He's got, I have got a bit of a type. I've got a type, boys. No, honestly, criminally underrated. Probably will go like fifth round. I reckon he'll start eventually in his career. Potential to be an absolute stud. And then the second guy, probably a develop, he's a developmental QB, but he doesn't have as far to develop as your standard developmental QB would. Like would. It's not Davis Ke- Mills, is it? The no, book. it's Mr. No, it's Kellen Mond. Kellen Mond. Oh, yeah, we knew about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Kellen Mond, don't you? I love Kellen QB6 by a mile. <laughs> what a weird flex. <laughs> wow, good, great. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like Mills. I, I was like actually the uh, I was the sixth best quarterback in my dream. I'm QB6, yeah. boy. QB6. Like, he's, got, he's got a higher upside than Mac Jones, for sure. He could he's probably he could end up being better than like Lance and Fields as well. Like, wow. He just needs to... There are bits to his game. on his pro day. Yeah. I don't really care too much for pro days. If I was going to say that air defense. As in, really like well. he could fuck it. He could he could bomb it Slang down it. field like sixty-five yards. It was like a Christian bases. Hackenberg. Touche. Was it Tyree Jackson? Was it his pro day or the? Yeah, Tyree Jackson. No, it wasn't his pro day, wasn't it? It was the um, combine where he got told off by Steve Smith. For what? Oh, the but fucking idiot who kept pelting it. Yeah, he's got a rocket though. He's he's a big boy as well. Six. No, he's a tight end now. Well, because, no because Steve Smith bullied him. No, just because he couldn't really pass. Fair. Yeah. He's he a big throw. He's really hard. For it. yeah, really it's not hard. dodgeball, though, is it? All right, Joe. Next next draft crush. I might actually share this one with you, Slew. Tyree Gillisby. Threesome. I have that. I thought <laughs> someone, I mentioned him enough last week that I didn't want to bring him up again. Oh, mate, mate, he's, he's, he's all mine. I, I, you fucking keep your <laughs> yeah, hands off. To be off. fair, Slew was the first person, like, in, including draft media, Slew was on him before anyone else. Oh, so. why is this I mean, so weird? Technically, Slew mentioned it after Brett Coleman did a video. No, I didn't. No, he did not. Before. No chance. No. Check the tape. I think you might not have seen this conversation. Maybe it was like me and Slew messaging because I told him to go watch Nick Bolton. And it's the Alabama game where Nick Bolton does really well against yeah, Najee yeah. Harris, but I didn't what? notice on the back end. Oh, Gillespie well. stops yeah, Najee Harris a exactly. few times in that game. Gillespie had a really good game, and Stu was the one who pointed it out to me. And I think it was like it might yeah. have even been before Christmas or something like that. It was ages ago. Moodness. Yeah, I I don't like we said before. You're not drafting him as a fucking single high safety by all means, but no, the man can with tackle. He could just fly around the field. He just like watching any tape of him. He's just flying he's around. And, he, and he's like... mind quick as well, or whatever. Mind, mind pace. Mind Come pace. On. He's got fantastic mind the pace. Man's on the brain roids. Yeah, if you get on the t-shirt, you won't forget it. Yeah, mind pace. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm never going to argue with that. My Tyree mind Gillespie. runs at three five. Is my, my number one favorite guy in this draft. Yeah, he's dope. Number one. He's dope. Number not, one. Not as him ranked. He's not like the best player on yeah. my board. He's just cool. You my said favorite. yourself, if the Eagles draft him, you're picking up the jersey straight Yeah, and away. I put that as the intro for the last podcast so that I wouldn't be, ever be able to back out of that. I love that. I really like that. That's a cool it. move. He's a Brian Dawkins type. Mm. Yeah, the thing I like about Gillespie, like, I don't think he's very polished. I don't think he's worth like a top two rounds pick. He's fourth but, rounder. He's probably a boot. Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. But, but he, you'll get great value. Yeah. Like I've said on po- past podcasts, what I love in safeties is guys you just don't have like a... They don't care about their bodies. They literally just throw themselves at people and tackle them at all costs. Like your Buddha Bakers of the world. That, that's what you need yep. in safeties. And that's why that's where some of the top safeties in this draft particularly like don't live up to scratch, Trevon Morick. Yeah. <laughs> My other crush is I think a running back that will probably end up going in the third might end up sneaking oh. to... Kenneth Gainwell well. out of Memphis. Yeah. 
I don't know if you, okay. Joe, from your yeah. face, it looks like you haven't seen him. Basically, seen he's him. a good no. enough receiver that he could be an, like an NFL yeah, level slot guy. He's, really? Yeah, he's he's so good. They move him around a lot. He's shifty. He's, he's quick. He's got actually surprising power for his frame because he's reasonably lanky. But I think he could be a a starting running back in the league. He's going to be great. I have a tidbit. Go on. He, on, was, he was good enough to keep Anto- Antonio Gibson in the slot and is the number two running back when they were at Memphis together. Ooh. So, there you go. No, that's interesting. Take that, He's Gibson. Awesome. Honestly, if you haven't had a chance to look at him yet, definitely give him a look. He's fine. Yeah, I thought you were going to say um, Khalil Herbert or whatever his name is. Virginia no, Tech. I wasn't. I was. Yeah, Virginia Tech running back. Yeah, Khalil Herbert. I haven't, I haven't watched enough of him, to be honest. He averaged 7.6 yards a carry. Nah, Gainwell, he's the guy. He's the um, Kareem Hunt of this draft. It's going to be a third-round pick and it's going to be a starter. Dope. I'm here for it. He can, basically, he can basically do it all. Can I just have a, a quick name shout-out? You know what, Joe? You can round the show out with a name shout-out. I'll go for a few, mate. We've got Puka Williams Jr. That's coming true. in hot with an amazing name. That is a good And the fact that that's, that's a junior, so his dad was also the original <laughs> Puka. They decided the to keep it going. We, we can't miss out on Jake Funk, the running back from <laughs> yes. Maryland. That is And of strong. course, we've mentioned him a few times, but big man, Stone Forsyth. Stone that's, Forsyth. That's another tackle. one of my draft crushes. You forgot oh, about my draft. Stone. Wait a minute. Could he, would he be worth it at the Jaguars at 25? Stone Forsyth. That's Stone so Forsyth. Strong. He's going a lot later. Than, he's not going. He's not a first round pick. Yeah. Would be fun though. If, if you're going to take a big left tackle in the first round, go Liam Eichenberg. But to be fair, if I'm taking a left tackle and the bloke, there's a bloke called Stone available. Yeah, you can play exactly. lockdown. You got to remember um, Carlos um, Boogie Basham as well. That's strong. Is that a nickname or is that his name? Right, it's Carlos Basham, but his nickname. But it doesn't is Bo- count, Stan. You can't just use nicknames. I could nickname you the twat, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't put it on a shirt, would you? I think on that note, we're going to round out today's podcast. Make sure you check out our live stream on Thursday, 7pm, 7pm, Thursday night on the Brit Bowling Facebook and YouTube channel. And of course, our own Facebook and YouTube. So that's at the Dropback on Facebook, the Dropback podcast on YouTube. Also check out our social medias. We've got basically all of our positional rankings up now. So go check it out. Tell us where we're wrong or you know what, if you're feeling nice, tell us where we were right. Nice. That's at the Dropback on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our website. We've got a load of stuff on there as well, thedropback.com. Thank you again so much for listening. I've been Sam. I've been Matt. I've been Joe. And I've been Stan. Until Thursday, goodbye. Please. The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns-Peak, Joe Costanzo and Stan Wilson. Thursday.